0: Log Talk Radio Hello everybody, this is Zenobia Bailey, and I have to apologize that I was unable to be with you at the regularly uh, designated time about an hour ago, but I am here now and glad to be. As promised, I will be reading from a book entitled Aging with Grace. This is written by Sharon Betters and Susan Hunt. Let me tell you a little about Susan or read to you a little about Susan. She is the widow of Pastor Gene Hunt, a mother, a grandmother, and the former women's ministry coordinator of the Presbyterian Church in America. She has written over 20 books, including... Spiritual Mothering, and today she attends Grace Covenant Church in Dallas, Georgia. And then Sharon. Sharon Betters is a mother, grandmother, great-grandmother, co-founder of Mark, Inc. Ministries, where she is the Director of Resource Development. Sharon is the author of several books including treasures of encouragement and treasures in darkness she is also the writer of daily treasure an online devotional she attends reach church in bear delaware and i have to say that i am just privileged to have known sharon Betters. in fact i attended the church where her husband, Chuck, was one of the the pastors at the time in Delaware. And I would like to read uh, a few of their words. So notes from the authors. Sharon says, prolonged church conflict, life-threatening breast cancer, loss of our 16-year-old son, Mark, Add to these the care of our family and life as a pastor's wife. Jesus wasn't joking when he said, in the world you will have trouble. The Lord did not put me in a sweet cocoon of grace during these dark times. I often wrestle to wreck love with his sovereignty. But she says, here is the good news. Jesus finished his dire warning in John 16:33 with this promise, take heart, I have overcome the world. He did not reject me when I struggled to trust him, but instead he held me tightly in his grip where I experienced unconditional love and learned to trust him once more. I experienced his faithfulness in ways I never thought possible. I wrote this book out of the context of years of experiencing Jesus' overcoming grace in my life. Maybe similar or different, but I pray that this book will encourage you to trust his overcoming power, no matter what path he calls you to walk. May we look forward to arriving home where we will fully experience the victory won by King Jesus. Those are wonderful words, sisters, and everyone listening. And then from Susan, a few weeks after this book was submitted to Crossway, my beloved husband, Gene, died. He was sick for only about three months. And until the last few days, we thought he would recover. He was a vibrant, active, joyful man. His life was a celebration of the power of the gospel. Seeing him lying in a hospital bed, getting weaker by the day was shocking. But it was a sweet and sacred journey as our children, grandchildren, and I were with him to his final breath on this earth. It is important to me for you to know this book did not flow out of that context. This book was completed before Jean's home going. Writing this book was God's gift to prepare us for this season of suffering and sorrow. I don't think it would have occurred to me in the fog of fatigue and uncertainty to think about either of us flourishing But I had learned from Psalm 92 that the righteous will flourish, even in old age. My prayer for both of us was shaped by this promise. So as you read this book, my friend, I want you to know I can now put big exclamation points on every page. God's grace is sufficient, and his grace is specific. When it's time to age, he gives aging grace. When it's time to suffer, he gives suffering grace. When it was Jean's time to die, the Lord gave dying grace. And now he is giving me grieving grace. Let's just think about what both of these ladies have shared with us for just a moment. Okay, the first chapter is entitled Thinking Biblically, and the subtitle, Wonder and Worship. And Susan relies on Psalm 92, verses 1 through 4 for this writing. Our granddaughter, Susie, was about four when she slid down the stairs on her pillow just as her mother rounded the corner and saw her. Thus began the following conversation. Susie, don't ever do that again. Did you do this when you were a little girl? No, my mother wouldn't let me. Who is your mother? Surprised she did not know this. Her mom answered, me mommy is my mother. Without flinching, Susie replied, no, she's not. She's an old lady. Susie is now 24, which makes me a very old lady. But here's the thing. Been happily married for 50 years. Have three children, 12 grandchildren, and one granddaughter in love. You have to be an old lady to have these amazing blessings. The world tells us aging is our enemy, and we should fight it. The Bible says it's our friend. Wisdom is with the aged and understanding and length of days. That comes from Job chapter 12. Let's be real. Aging doesn't feel very friendly. Change is disorienting because we settle into our roles and responsibilities and they become our identity and purpose. And now... We face almost daily changes of diminishing physical abilities and energy. We need something bigger and better to make sense of it all. We need an identity and purpose that transcends it all, which is exactly what God provides in the gospel. The gospel is big enough, good enough, and powerful enough to make it every moment of every season of life significant and glorious the one who created us promises we can flourish and bear fruit we can be full of sap and green even in old age these lively words indicate growth and vitality they seem to contradict my reality as an 80 year old who suffers with inflammation of the connective tissue in my body that causes pain and weakness in my muscles. But this promise of growth does not mock my physical reality. It transcends it. The gospel imperative to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ does not have an age limit. The same grace that gives us new life in Christ empowers that life to develop, mature, and flourish. We never finish growing. There is always more grace to experience and more to know of Christ's love. This growth is gradual. We don't produce it, but as we trust and obey God's word, we can anticipate it. We had almost finished writing this book when I fell, damaging muscles in my neck and jaw that cause severe headaches. My kind doctor told me, your age, this will take a couple of months to heal. I spent many days lying in a dark room, sometimes wondering what it would mean to age with grace if I never got better. I pray, Lord, what does it mean to flourish and be fruitful, Right now, when I do not feel like doing anything, I reflected on Psalm 92 and prayed that he would make me glad. Some days I fought fear and fatigue, but I began to realize I was not afraid. I was content, and I knew Jesus was listening. I thought, this is not wasted time. This is growing time because my physical weakness and pain push me to trust Jesus more. My heart is full of an ineffable gladness. Honestly, I'm shocked by that statement. The only explanation I can give is the one Jesus gives to Paul. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So let's walk the timeless and timely path of Psalm 92 with expectant hearts, eager to know how to flourish and be fruitful as long as we live in these earthly bodies. Psalm 92, verses 1 through 4, a song for the Sabbath. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night, to the music of the lute and the harp, to the melody of the lyre. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands, I sing for joy. The title of Psalm 92. A song for the Sabbath indicates that this is a communal song that was used in the context of worship. Next week, Lord willing, next week we'll look at the author, Sinclair Ferguson, and get a glimpse into what he had in mind when he wrote the song. So, folks. I hope that this has blessed you, this is the beginning of reading Aging with Grace, flourishing in an anti-aging culture. I pray that it has blessed your heart, mine. Until next week, have a wonderful evening, wonderful rest of your day, wonderful morning, wherever time finds you.